Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. So nice to have you with us this half hour. Of course, this is our half hour that we talk to fantastic professionals in and around the area about issues that are important to you in the community. Today, we're talking with Family Pathways, and we'll go over a couple of items. Today, we're going to talk about Adoption Celebration Month and also the need for foster families. And there's going to be a special event that's coming up in November, too. So those are going to be our topics for the day. Before I welcome in our guests to the program, let me first tell you all the different ways that you can listen. Because, of course, you do have us on the radio, 680 AM and 107.5 FM. You have the opportunity to listen to us on your Alexa Power devices. You just say, Alexa, play WISR 680, and that should be it for, for that. And then, of course, you can listen to us online at WISR680.com. There's a button there that says listen live, so you can hit that and then go ahead and and proceed with us as we're broadcasting with you. And then, of course, there's the app. So what you can do there is just download the app wherever you get your apps and download it to your device or devices, and then we will uh, go from there. All right. So we have Tracy Biaki with us with Family Pathways. Also, Macy Williams is with us with Family Pathways, and they're on the phone with us. Tracy, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having us. Sure. And Macy, welcome as well. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you both. Now, let's first talk about the Adoption Celebration Month. And Tracy, I'll go ahead and, and let you have the floor with this and lead us into this conversation. Okay. Uh, November, we like to celebrate our families who have adopted in the past. And so we hold a little, um, usually it's like carnival themed. Last year, we went to the movie theater. So we just like to celebrate our families who have adopted through our agency. So we have a little nice um, get together. But with that, we also do a recruitment um, event. And we like to ask the community to come in and get some information about foster care. What are those typical questions that people have about foster care? Um, I hear a lot of like, it costs too much. Um, I think there's a lot of like, stuff around, uh, you know, the kids' behavior, things like that. Um, but really, the cost is nothing to the community or to the people who are about to um, adopt. That's all covered by the county. And um, these kids are better than, you know, people think they are. And we're talking about adoption, right? Explain the difference between fostering a young individual and going through the adoption process. Sure. Um, so families have a certain amount of time to complete what's called a service plan um, to get their kids back. And if for some reason they can't complete that plan, you know, then the kids would be able to be adopted by our families. Um, so while the parents are going through that service plan, um, you know, these families are fostering them. You know, they're just kind of looking out for them while their families get their, um, you know, stuff together. And Macy, why don't I ask you to jump in here as well and, and your thoughts about the Adoption Celebration Month? Yeah, it's a super exciting time, um, especially for the kiddos and the families, just to be acknowledged, you know, the hard work that they put in, um, you know, taking care of these kids um, through the adoption process and then being good supports with them, you know, through their permanent um, life in their home. Uh, it's super nice to get the community together, especially um you know, involving the community that hasn't fostered or adopted and with the community that has, 
Um, so then that way, you know, the families can kind of talk back and forth, give insights, share the celebrations and the good things that do come with um, fostering and ado- adopting children. Tell us your viewpoint with the adoptions. What, what are the benefits of going through an adoption? The kids. <laughs> um, yeah. Going through with an adoption, I mean, it is a lengthy process. Over the years, whenever you're fostering a child, you get to know that kid. Um, you kind of, you know, you're their person. Um, so I think just the beauty of adoption is just, you know, spending your life with these kids, sharing your life with these kids, welcoming them into your home. Um, and then whenever it does come to that point, you know, if the parents are unable to reach all of the goals that are in their service plan there, um, and then you welcome these kids into your home as a permanent um, placement there. So I think that's what's so nice about the adoption process is getting to kind of be with these kids through the ups and downs of foster care. And then at the end, um, if it does come to that point where you do adopt the child, um, then you get to celebrate, you know, all of the feats that you Yeah. And can you touch on both of you, if you don't mind, can you touch on what it means for a a young person? And I consider they're all young, right? I mean, at my age, everybody's young. Uh, But at this point, when you're talking about like young kids, like let's just say seven, eight, nine, right? And then you have kids that are teenagers, older teenagers. Um, What's it mean to each age group whenever they find that forever home? I think, um, you know, that that younger age group is a little bit harder than the older teens because, you know, they they remember their parents. They live in, you know, the homes and they create these this culture that is theirs. And then, you know, they're removed and put into a different home and have to understand those, you know, cultures and, and uh, rules and things like that. So it gets a little bit, I don't know, like, but, yeah a little bit mucky. I like that word. Um, but I think really it's just, you know, bringing, bringing that, I don't know, the older teens, they, they have their own, um, their way, way anyways. And so they're really resilient. The younger kids versus the older kids, the older kids, you know, that need is, is far higher than, than the, you know, school age kids, because a lot of, um, families think that they can, you know, still kind of manipulate their lifestyle and stuff like that, where the older kids, um, you know, I think families feel that they're already set in their ways a little bit. But I do, I do really fight for those older youth to find homes because there is such a need for it right now. What is the need? Like how, how many students, I say students, young individuals that are older teenagers, how many, generally speaking, um, need a home. I would think that it seems like that number is higher than if you have kids that are five, six, seven. Basically gets probably four calls a day looking for homes for older youth. And we have to turn them down because we don't have the families right now. So how do you deal with that? I I think we had an er, earlier conversation, a a conversation at a different time about the rules and laws that were changed about um, young individuals, you know, staying at a certain place, they need to make sure they find a, a home. How has that been going? Um, you know, it's still a struggle for us to find, um, you know, homes for older youth. And because the laws did change, there's not a lot of options for them to be in the placement facilities anymore. And so we're still seeing kids sleeping in the county office. 
um, you know, I did my part and I kind of, I took a foster kid home that was sleeping in the county office, an older teen. So, um, if I can do it, you guys can do it too. <laughs> Let me ask if a, a family has other young people, um, a part of their family, what's your suggestion on how they incorporate a, a new journey ahead uh, with someone else coming into the home. Tracy, I'll, I'll get you first, and then Macy, I'd like to hear from you as well. Okay. Um, I have two young kids also, three and five, and I just brought a 17-year-old into my home, and um, it's actually worked beautiful. So it, it's just preparing the youth um, to be around, you know, smaller children, and also preparing your biological children to – um, you know, give that youth their space. And, and when they come to you and they're ready to play, then, you know, that's the opportunity that you take. But really it's just giving the youth a space and letting them, you know, figure out how to maneuver that, that household. And Macy, go ahead. Yeah. And I think too, it's not only just an adjustment for the kids, it's an adjustment for you as the parents as well. So I think it's kind of a family, um, ordeal kind of bringing a kid into your home and it's preparing your whole family um, to bring that kiddo into your home. I had a team that did permanency with a family that has a lot of um, younger kids last year. And I mean, she gets along perfectly and beautifully with those kids. Um, it is nice because now it's a built-in babysitter and it kind of helps <laughs> out the family a little bit. Um, but I think just preparing and talking with your kids, you know, there's going to be, you know, a new person coming to live with us. I think it's kind of similar to whenever you're welcoming a new baby into your home. Um, it's just kind of the opposite end. The kid's already grown. The kid can talk and it's not an infant baby. Um, so it's just kind of preparing the household, you know, across the board to have, you know, another kiddo into your home. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the event that's happening next month. I know, Tracy, you mentioned Adoption Celebration Month. You have a lot of activities happening, uh, but you have something that's uh, unique next month. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we are putting on um, an event next month, and it's our adoption celebration. We go through and we invite back all of our adoptive parents from the last month. Um, even beyond that, we probably go up to like five years, um, and we we send out a little invitation to our families, and they come and they celebrate, and we celebrate them for, like Macy said, going through the process and in. It's a lot between the trainings and all the, you know, services that come into the home and these families have overcome all that and, you know, got to the finish line and now they get to enjoy their new addition. But um, so we celebrate them and we also invite the community out because we, like Macy said, we want you guys to be able to mingle with the, you know, the families who have already adopted. Um, we want you to get those missed kind of, taken out of your heads about, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so we just kind of want um, the community to come out, get some information, and hopefully, you know, register with Family Pathways to become a foster family. And can you give us the, the details again, the, the date, time, all of that? Yeah. So it's going to be um, November 19th, and we're going to start the event at 11. The only thing we are unsure about this time is the location. We're going between the movie theater and bowling. So... Um, if you want more information, you can definitely call Family Pathways, 724-284-9440. Um, and there will also be an article in the paper. 
Fantastic. So that is going to be in November with Family Pathways. Again, we're joined by Tracy Biocchi, also Macy Williams, and talking about adoption celebration, of course, that being a month that they they really focus on that avenue of what they do. Of course, the event in November, and um, it, it seems like it's a pretty successful event when you hold this particular event, isn't it, Tracy? Yeah, we've had a lot of success in the past. Um not last year, but the year before, even in the midst of COVID, we had uh, like four families sign up to be foster families. Um, we also were able to come together and celebrate those families during COVID and stuff. So that was really nice. Um, and in the past, when everything was shut down, you know, we made sure to send out care packages and stuff to our families just to let them know that, you know, we are still thinking of them and we're still very much appreciative of what they do for us. What if a family is hearing this and, and they've always thought that they wanted to do this, but they just haven't made that step to becoming a foster family? What if they're new to this? How do you help them through that? Yeah, um, so we do have a lot of information on our website. Um, and then you can also call in um, and talk with myself. Um, and I can kind of navigate you through the process, um, kind of give you a rundown of you know, what is necessary to become a foster parent. If there's any specific questions, I like to bring out, you know, trainings and things to give the families to kind of ease their mind um, with making the decision to become a foster parent. Um, and having those conversations, whether they be over the phone, um, we do do home visits prior, you know, to a family being certified. So coming into the home and just kind of, you know, talking about those maybe myths that they've heard or addressing any questions that they have. Um, or kind of gauging their family versus, you know, the type and age of kiddo they may want into their home. Um, so we definitely have a nice process to kind of work with the families. Um, typically to get a family um, certified to become a foster family, it is around like a three, four month process. Um, there's a lot of trainings that go into it, um, as well as clearances needing to be obtained. Um, and just building that rapport with that family um, to make sure that, you know, all of their questions have been addressed. Um, and that there's good rapport between, you know, the agency as well as the family. Macy, you're a placement coordinator. Talk about what you do. What, what's your favorite part of your job? Honestly, my favorite part of the job is going into the homes and interacting with the kids and the families, um, seeing how well, you know, so many of these kids just fit in seamlessly um, with the foster families that they are with. Um, it is such a nice, nice thing to get to see that you know firsthand um, especially working with a family from the time a kid you know comes into foster care to whether they go back home or they become adopted um, it is nice to stay with the family throughout the entire process and just kind of see the change um, in the foster parents and in the kids as well you know over that time period so that is probably my favorite thing about my job how about you tracy um, mine is a little bit different i oversee the facilitators who um, do the in-home services and so we get to see the kids from the time that they come in care until either the time they're reunified with their parents or they're adopted and so my favorite part is just seeing you know how they grow um, you know being with the foster families or you know how how their reunification goes with their with their family and um, so we get to work with the kids one-on-one -on -one more than what Macy does and, and her facilitators, but it's just learning the personalities and, you know, really getting to know what makes those kids shine and, and be successful um, people in this society. 
Let me ask about the event in particular next month. Again, kind of the same question. Uh, Tracy, from your viewpoint, what do you like about that event? What, what is the benefit of having that event? I really like seeing um, the community interact with the already, you know, adoptive parents. And I really enjoy, um, you know, our families coming back and seeing how their family has grown or, um, you know, the, I'm sure most of our, our families who have adopted, you know, continue to foster and continue to um, invite kids into their home. So I, I just like seeing how their families grow and, um, you know, what those kids are up to now, because sometimes it's years that, you know, we haven't seen these kids. So it's just really good to see the success story behind the, you know, the kind of down part of their lives. Yeah. Macy, have you been a part of this event yet? I have in the past. Yeah. Um, this will kind of be the first one that we're kind of taking head on together. Um, but I have been in participation with the events in the past. And what's your favorite so. part of it? Kind of the same as Tracy. Um, we do have a lot of incredible foster families that have worked with the agency for several years. Um, and it is so nice to see them come back. You know, if there are families that, like Tracy said, have grown. Um, and it's nice to kind of ha see the, you know, already adoptive foster families working with the community that is interested in becoming foster parents. Mm -hmm. um, because I think, you know, as me as a professional, it's a little bit, more, um, what's the word that I'm looking for, personal, whenever you have a family that's sitting there in front of you talking with you about all of their experiences they've had in foster care, you know, their successful adoption and all of the, you know, highs that they have went through. Um, and also, you know, to talk about those lows and kind of give insight um, from a personal perspective. I think that's one of my favorite things is to just see, you know, the different families interact with each other and kind of share their experiences um, with each other as well. So when we come to this event next month, is there anything we should bring? Do we just bring ourselves? Is there something we should be prepared for? No, yeah. we're going to have activities. Um, we are either, like I said, either going to be going to movie theater or bowling. And so um, depending on what that looks like, there'll be food. Um, and we just want you to bring yourself and your questions and there'll probably be some giveaways and some chances to win some raffle baskets. And it's just going to be a great time for us to hang out and, um, you know, really communicate about foster care and adopt this awareness month. Adoption awareness. So again, this is with family pathways, uh, Tracy Biaki, Macy Williams, both with us. And you know what, Tracy, we were talking a moment ago and, and Macy as well, but we were talking a moment ago about, foster families, the need for foster families. I was hoping that we could do that again uh, mm -hmm. or touch on that specifically before we leave each other today. We have about 10 minutes left with you. And I, I just want you to kind of dive deeper into that because I, I think we hear that a lot and we've heard it so much in the past, well, how many years, right? I mean, this has been a conversation ongoing that I'm wondering how many of us hear that there's a need for foster families and it either goes by the wayside or it gets ignored. So can you talk about that again, Tracy, from your perspective also, Macy? Sure. So we, um, like I said, Macy gets a ton of phone calls a day in just asking if we have open homes for, um, you know, youth that are trying to find placement. And those, the county workers, they go through agency through agency, either in the area, out of the area, um, all over the state of Pennsylvania, those kids can travel from one side of the state to the other with just the snap of a finger. 
Um, so that, you know, takes the kids out of their, where their family is, where they could have those visits, things like that. And, and so it just, it's a really terrible experience for these youth who have to travel across the state just to find a placement home. So we are asking the community to, you know, come together and help us place these kids in an area that they can be close to, you know, their relatives, things like that. Um, stay in the same school. It's so important for these kids to have a consistent lifestyle. And with all the moves and stuff that they experience, um, you know, they really lose out on a lot of their childhood. So we, we really do want the community to come together. Call Family Pathways, again, 724-284-9440. Um, you know, ask for Tracy Biaki or Macy Williams and just hear the information that we have to give you because there truly is um, a need for families right now. And go ahead, Macy. Want to piggyback on that as well. Yeah. I mean, and it is very disheartening. I've gotten phone calls, you know, from agencies that are three and a half, four hours away, um, for those older youth, um, to be placed. And, you know, unfortunately they're scouring, you know, the state trying to find homes for these kids. Um, I think that there's a lot of misconception when it comes to the older youth. Um, you know, m most of our families currently, you know, are that zero to 10 age group. Um, so we're, you know, definitely struggling for that 10 and above age group. Um, I think there are a lot of misconceptions whenever it comes to, you know, kiddos of that age, you know, that they're going to be bad, that they're going to, you know, um, disrupt the home um, and things like that. And, you know, a lot of that is very untrue. Um, but it's just working with these kids, you know, they've been through a lot more than some of us you know, grown adults have been through. Um, and it's just being patient with those kids um, and opening up your home to, to bring them in because they are um, definitely rays of sunshine and, and joy. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I always find it uh, interesting when we get into the conversation about how far away that people are calling to see if you have a, a location, a placement for these young individuals. When you mentioned three hours away, I mean, that's – if they're scouring the, the, the state – to try to find homes, does that mean our, our area is full or is it just that you don't have enough families that are taking these kids in? Um, so basically it, it's kind of the county offices in those areas that are farther away. And that's the same thing that, you know, our county does as well. Um, you kind of reach out to all of those, um, like Tracy kind of touched on earlier, you're reaching out to those farther counties because the county is surrounding you you know, don't have these homes for these older youth. Um, so you have to kind of continue to spider out throughout the state to try to find a home for this kiddo. And as Tracy had said earlier, you know, it's taking them out of their hometown. It's taking them out of their school. It's taking them away from their friends. Um, so we would really like to kind of build um, our population of foster homes that welcome in these teens, you know, so we don't have to do that to our teens in the community, um, take them away from, you know, their community. Yeah. Have you ever had to do that from our community? Just, tr just try to find others within the state to help out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, before I became the permanency coordinator, I worked for OCMI, which is Older Child Matching Initiative. And there are nine elite recruiters throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Um, and that's all they do is look for homes uh, for older youth, and that is anywhere in the state of Pennsylvania. So we just had a kid go from Grove City to Philadelphia. Um, it, it, honestly, it's wherever the the home is, the kid has to go. And the kid has some say in 
you know, where they they want to live. But ultimately, if that's the only option, then, you know, they, they their voice is not heard as well as it should be. So we have uh, Tracy and Macy with us, Family Pathways, talking about the, the need for foster families. And, and it is great. And, and we mentioned before about how the older kids are, are really looking for these homes. Younger kids are, are looking for homes. And just remind us why the kids are in this position in the first place. Hey, we, we know that it's, it's not their fault, but what, what are the generalized conditions, the reasons that uh, these young individuals need homes? Just, um, you know, the environment that they were in, you know, their parents may not be meeting their needs appropriately. It could be, you know, a bad home situation. Um, there could be truancy with not going to school. Um, there could be, you know, any form of abuse in the home, um, you know, whether that be physical um, mental drug abuse. So there's a lot of things that go into a kiddo coming into care, um, you know, and that that child carries all of that with them as, you know, they come into care knowing that, you know, it's not something that they were um, the reason for. But unfortunately, you know, some homes just, you know, don't have the necessity, the needs, you know, to meet the needs of the kids in there. Yeah. Let's just uh, close out our conversation, if you don't mind, and, and just remind people on the action that they can take, not only to get involved, but if they just want more information, what's the best way to go about doing that? Tracy, I'll start with you. Yep. If you want to search the waiting youth and see what kids are out there, you can go to adoptakids.com and look at the awaiting youth. Um, if you would like to become, and you live in the community of Butler, you can call uh, Family Pathways and ask for Tracy Biocchi or Macy Williams. And that phone number, again, is 724-284-9440. We are also on Facebook, and we have our own website. So that information can be um, received a lot of different ways. Uh, Macy, let me turn to you. Just get your final thoughts. We'll ask Tracy as well. But, Macy, your final thoughts on, on the importance of understanding that there are a lot of kids out there with this need and how you try to bring attention to that, especially with adoption celebrations. Right. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't, if they're not involved or see it firsthand, um, a lot of people I think, um, you know, are unable to see the need for foster homes in the community. Um, again, I'll just reiterate, there are a lot of misconceptions whenever it comes to kids in foster care. Um, that, you know, unfairly to the child, you know, kind of circulate through, um, you know, tall tales and, and things of that about um, foster kids. But just please reach out. Um, it is a need. These kids are wonderful. Um, you know, every child deserves a warm and loving home. Um, and I don't think that that should be denied to, you know, any kid in our community. Um, so, yeah, just reach out. Give us a call. And Tracy, your final thoughts as well. Yeah, Macy had it. Like the kids, there's a need. And, you know, we really want to, you know, be your support in this adventure. And, again, we just hope that you contact us and realize, um, you know, nothing's too small. You know what I mean? If you you come on and you're certified, you could get a respite, which I think we talked about last. Uh, month and and that's just like taking the kid for an hour or taking them overnight for the weekend something you don't have to be a full-blown foster parent to help so 
Anything counts, and we hope to hear from you guys soon. Tracy and Macy, thank you so much from Family Pathways. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. And folks, thank you very much for joining us with this segment. What you can do at this point, if you joined us late or would like to hear this program again, is go onto our website at WISR680.com, and then you're going to pick programs. Drop that down to Let's Talk, and that's where you can find the audio. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Tracy Morgan with the Butler Radio Network.